0: Mainstream media is dominated by the right and the left. The majority in the middle are left without a voice. You've reached the Conservative Hippie Podcast. A common sense look at life, the universe, and everything. Here's your host, Jay Fratt, the Conservative Hippie.
1: All right, that's me, the Conservative Hippie. I am joined by, we're just going to get right into this. We are going to get hot and heavy On the vape ban in Washington State, I'm joined by Stephen Barry with Hawaiian Vapor. They've got stores in Vancouver, Washington, and I think I saw you've got a store in Tacoma. Is that right, Stephen?
2: Well, no, thanks for having me, but sadly, because of everything that's going on, I had to shut down my Tacoma store.
1: Okay. So... For those that don't know, Washington State's been in a little bit of a turmoil in regarding the vape industry. When I say the vape industry, let's be clear. We're talking about nicotine, vape juice, and electronic cigarettes for, for transferring nicotine into nicotine addicts' bodies so they can avoid harmful cigarettes. And one of the things that's happened recently is a new tax on um, e-juice and closed pod systems. And that was just enacted on the 1st of October. But just days before that floor tax and the new tax was set to go in, Jay Inslee, the governor of Washington state, announced that he wants to ban all electronic cigarettes. And once again, as what's going on across the nation, they're citing, A, they want to save the children, so they're bringing up old drug war propaganda, and B, they're terrified of this illness, this pneumonia illness that's breaking out. There's a couple problems with a lot of what Jay Inslee is saying. Um, I've got Stephen Barry on the podcast here. He's an expert. He's been in the industry. How many years have you been in the industry, Stephen? I've
2: been in the industry for over seven years.
1: Okay, and right now you're part of a coalition that is uh, organizing to fight this vapor ban.
2: Yeah it's it's a it's a group of like minded individuals that just feel that this is a government overreach to say the least.
1: Yeah. Um, I've explained it a couple podcasts ago. Um, I've explained the vapor ban, and I've I kind of gave my listeners a little tutorial on all the different types of vapes, from dryer vaporizers to um, the the things you'd call vapes that burn cannabis oil. Now, uh-huh. the longer this goes on, there are people dying across the country, and overwhelmingly, I think the first cases were in Wisconsin and Illinois. Overwhelmingly, when they trace it back to what the person was quote unquote vaping, it's almost always a THC CBD illicit, meaning black market, vape cartridge. Is that accurate information?
2: According to the CDC, over 79% of all reported cases are linked to illicit black market THC cartridges, according to the CDC, the Center of Disease Control.
1: And I think in Washington State, I think a a report just came out uh, that they linked THC cartridges that I don't know, I, I, I couldn't understand from the reporting. It was sold at a local dispensary, so a a regulated cannabis shop, that they imported from China. So I don't know if they were importing ingredients, and this was a producer processor, or a rec store that was actually importing THC cannabis products from China, but these are all the cases. The vape industry, the the, the e-juice vape industry has been around for a decade without any deaths.
2: Yep. You know, it's funny, um, I just saw a video today where uh, one of the survivors of one of these horrible illnesses that is attacking our country right now, um, he actually did a news interview and everything about it, and he said that he's never once vaped nicotine, and it was from a THC cartridge. A THC cartridge. He even stated that. He bought his legally, and um, the news completely chopped it up, and he, they took away the THC cartridge part, and they only left the vaping part, and he actually uh, went on Facebook with a vape shop owner from the state that he is in and told his truth and said, this is not what I said, and my words were taken completely out of context, and this is, this is not true, and this isn't fair that this is what the media is pushing out.
1: Okay. Now... So let let's get into this because this ban there's there's a lot of confusion over the ban and just to let everybody know right off the top I've got links in the show notes not only to um, the board of health Washington State Board of Health meeting that's coming up on October 9th at nine fifteen a.m. at the uh, Marriott Hotel at the airport. Um, in the Washington Ballroom. I've got a link to that. I've got a link to an interesting video that talks about the MSA, which which Stephen's going to talk about a little bit. We've got all the information in the show notes uh, to get you to where you need to be. So wh- why, Stephen? Why is there... I've looked at it and, and I just keep saying the media can't be this stupid. But every time I hear anything about vaping and cannabis products, when I see the media imagery associated with it, it's always a mod electronic cigarette for nicotine that they show. Why is there, why is there so much ignorance when it comes to, quote unquote, vaping?
2: Well, I think uh, there's two main reasons, uh, in my personal opinion, um, on why this is. One was actually highlighted by Scott Gottlieb, uh, who was the ex-commissioner of the Food and Drug Administration. Yes. And he stated that because the only federally approved vaping device in the United States of America is called an ENDS device, E-N-D-S, which stands for an electronic nicotine delivery system. Right, and those are highly regulated by the FDA, and the devices that are illegal dab cartridges that are are actually hurting people, they are not federally recognized or illegal, so they can't do anything about that because it's already illegal. How do you strengthen bans on something that's already illegal? And that's what Scott Gottlieb said. And the second part of it is the MSA; it's the Master Settlement Agreement of 1998. That, in my opinion, is one of the most corrupted stories that has never had any light shown on it,
1: ok. And this might also I, I was working on what I would call conspiracy theories. You know, and in my own research, I saw that the Jay Inslee, one of the the number one contributors to his uh, presidential campaign and his campaigns of the past, has been the tribes. Uh, the Indian tribes of Washington state and guess who would not fall under the Washington state vape ban. It would be the Indian tribes, but this MSA was new information and you suggested a video that I go watch and I've got that linked in the show notes. Can you please explain what the MSA is and what the heck it has anything to do with vaping?
2: Absolutely. I would love to Uh, stay with me guys. This might be a little bit long. Um, So basically in in the early nineties, because everyone found out that combustible tobacco cigarettes were killing people with cancer, lawsuits were crazy. I mean, Big Tobacco was getting sued every day for wrongful death on grandparents, parents, brothers, sisters, and everyone else. And so Big Tobacco went to the States and basically said, I want you to make it to where i can't be sued no more i want protection from the u.s government that these people can no longer sue us for killing people and the government in these individual states said fine pay us a big portion of all your sales and we'll make it to where no one can sue you anymore this was the beginning of the master settlement agreement they made a deal with our lives yeah right and so basically what happened is is that Every time that big tobacco makes a uh, sale on cigarettes, the U.S. states get paid off of that. And instead of waiting for their monthly payments of this deal that they just made, they went to Wall Street and they took out bonds, which is basically a big loan on the payments that they're going to get every month. And they did it on projected tobacco sales of 1998.
1: Okay, so the, when you say they, we're talking about the states. Each state yes. went and they leveraged their anticipated payments for bonds to fund government, um, government entities now. Yes. Okay, here's one, here's one question. Uh, do you know how long in advance—so, for example, this, you're talking about 20 years ago. Shouldn't these mm-hmm. bonds have been paid off by now? How long into the future did they leverage these payments?
2: So uh, each state kind of has their own thing, you know. When it comes to that, the MSA kind of goes until forever. The payments do, however, the bonds themselves, I believe, and uh, I might be mistaken on this, but I believe it's twenty-five years or twenty-six years, because I have heard uh, a lot of rumblings that the bond payments are up soon, or um, and they have to renegotiate it. Okay. Which it's funny that as the renegotiation of the MSA payments are coming. This is happening, but that could just be a conspiracy.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, thanks. Uh, sorry for the interruption. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell us more about this MSA and how it relates to vape. So
2: they they took these bonds out, and so basically, as long as tobacco sales are the same as that they were at ninety eight or more, they can pay back these payments no problem. But as vaping came out and we've taken 13 million people off of cigarettes, the sales of tobacco has gone down, right? Because yes. we're saving lives. And what that means is, is that the payments that big tobacco are paying no longer can afford to pay the bond payments that the state's made with Wall Street. So they have to take money from wherever else, whether it be your education, your road, your taxes, Um, to be able to pay back these bonds. And if they can't pay back the bonds, they're going to need a bailout because it'll completely crumble the infrastructure of these individual state governments. Okay. And the, the funny thing is, is a lot of people claim, you know, it's big tobacco, which I'm not saying big tobacco don't got a part in this. But what I'm saying is that to them, it's like business as usual. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're paying their payments. They're doing everything that they're supposed to do. They see this new product that consumers invented called vaping and they jumped in. Business as usual, right? Like yeah. a bit. that's like, oh, I make uh, printers and then a new type of ink cartridge comes out. I'm just going to go jump into that business, too, because it's extra money. Right. So it's business as usual for big tobacco. They own uh, parts of Juul, uh, which obviously is you a know, big target um, right now on the closed loop systems. And it doesn't fall under the MSA. So big tobacco found a way to make money that they don't have to pay to the states.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm going I'm to interrupt you just one more time. So so what he's saying is, is that it, if you're looking at to, into the why would they want to ban something that's obviously been helping people get off of carcinogen cigarettes for 10 years, and it's actually so successful, you can see anecdotes every day. Everyone notices there's less smoking going on, but you see this vaping going on. I, I hear Stephen vaping right now into the mic. So... You might think, oh, this is big tobacco. Big tobacco put their put their hands in the ring. So, Altria owns Jewel, which is a huge um, closed loop system. And, and stay with me, folks. And then Philip Morris, I believe, owns Views, which is another one of those little cigarette types. One of the highest nicotine content, not nicotine delivers, is this jewel product. They are the first ones that technically marketed, you could say marketed to kids. It's also addicting people to nicotine. That is completely different. They are closed systems, meaning uh, 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 Frankie out there doesn't go buy an e-liquid and then fill his his uh, pod with his e-liquid. Everything comes con- contained in a unit. One of the concerns I had is that this vapor ban was kind of a sideways deal. Like the floor tax, like the new vapor tax that just went in, that's going to try to eliminate the open system. So, folks out there, think about it this way you go into your Minute Mart and you see the views and you see all of the jewel products. Well, all the vapor stores out there and most people that have success getting off of cigarettes are using open systems where they go to vape shops and they buy e liquid that, you know, it could. It can taste or smell like crunch berries or tobacco, whatever flavor you want. They have just about everything. Most of the success in getting off of cigarettes is in these open systems, and people prefer the open systems. My concern is is that big tobacco has gotten into the closed systems, and this is just another end around to try to make the closed looped systems the dominant and ban everything else. Is there any credence to that? Is there any concern about that, Stephen?
2: Well, I mean, I think there is. And I, you know, um, I think there's even something else that needs to be pointed out about the difference of business practices between uh, in devices that are that are by small mom and pops open vapor systems and closed looped. is that if you notice, if you walk into any quote unquote vape shop, you're going to find that there is step downs of nicotine levels to get people off of even vaping. Right? That's right. We have, If you start on six, you can drop down to a three milligram. If you start on three milligram, you can wean yourself down to one and a half and then on a zero milligram and then completely get off of vaping. That's right. You know, like it's the only industry I've ever heard of that is literally trying not to have customers. You know what I'm saying? Um, but when it looks, when you look at Juul and when you look at these other products, they don't have any step down programs. They don't have any step down programs whatsoever. There's, there's 50 milligrams of nicotine is all you get. You know, and that's their business practice because I mean, obviously it's business as usual. They're not trying to do anything except for make a buck, and that's facts. And if they're the only ones left, how much easier is it going to be to wrap those products into the MSA, and now they get their payments, and now no one cares. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, since all this has happened, I don't know if you read this, but there's actually an FDA-approved uh, electronic cigarette device. Uh, That is being put out. That's a that's the only one that 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 is approved technically as of right now. That's owned by Big Pharma. It's funny how they get to be approved.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of scary what we've got. What we've got is what it sounds like is a civil rights issue. Um, where oh. where i mean I, I know in in my particular store, I know of companies that are in Washington state that employ Washingtonians to make e juice. You can drive down any street and see vapor stores. This is a popular item, and it 's grassroots the way that the open systems have come about, and the way that the way that it 's employed and created businesses in uh, in our state, whereas with the closed loop system, it, it's this it's this huge company from far away and it's sold in these minute marts for for pennies on the dollar in terms of low margin products. It's um, it's kind of scary the way they're trying to take away this industry that was basically created by Americans. Tell, tell me about I know you think that it's a civil rights issue. Let's speak a little bit more about this meeting coming up and how you feel about about the civil rights issue that it is.
2: So, I mean, I obviously think it's a civil rights issue. Um, So the meeting that's coming up is, you know, with the Board of Health, they're the ones that get to make the final decision on this flavor ban. Um, But when I look at it and you want to talk about civil rights, like this is the American dream. Like when you think of a business, you try and find a problem. You try and fix the problem. You're trying to go into business and you try and live the American dream that we were all taught in school. The majority of vape shop owners are nothing but mom and pops. They're nothing but someone who quit smoking that says, oh, my gosh, this works for me. I could help other people and make a living for my family. You know, that's that's what the American dream was all about. Yeah. You know, and that's what we are doing. And they're not trying to take away the industry from corporations that own it. They're trying to take it away from small mom and pops, you know, like me, like I have a you know, I have a one year old son. How am I going to be able to pay for him to go to college or do anything if I don't have a job anymore? If all the loans I took out to have a business and do things the right way and I paid my taxes and I've done everything by the law. Why are you taking that away from from me and my family and my son, how am I going to pay my mortgage? Am I going to go homeless? Like, and Jay Inslee was actually asked about this, and um, at the press conference, and he says, "Well, I guess all I would say is, is that the, that we're here to save children's lives, not theirs."
1: Yeah, that, that and, that's one of the more frustrating things from my perspective is trotting out old drug war propaganda, save the children, um, and then they also link it to the recent deaths, and yet there's. It's like a jump. It's like a reactive jump that destroys an industry, destroys jobs without any information. And then they come back and say, oh, well, you can't say that it's not the nicotine vape because we're still investigating. But yet all all anecdotes and all the stories that have been directly tied are all to this illicit market. And I think your stat was 80 percent of what they were able to trace back.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's kind of like if they can use this argument, which, by the way, isn't just old drug propaganda, it's also Hitler's propaganda, if we really want to talk about that. Um, But if they can use this. Kids die in car accidents every day. Matter yeah. of fact, more kids have died in car accidents than any of these illegal dab cartridges that have happened because there's only been, you know, nine or 10 confirmed. And if we want to talk about how many kids die in a car accident every year, that number is going to be staggering. Does that mean we go after cars?
1: Yeah, it's funny. Is, I, I, had a, I had a tweet last week. You can follow me on Twitter at Jay Fratt. And I had a tweet that Jay Inslee was banning uh, automobile sales in Washington State due to, due to children's deaths. It's yeah. It's um, it's ridiculous. Where, where do they stop? All, alls, where do we draw the line? Also, what happens if okay? So, so let's say that these deaths, these uh, pneumonia, these pneumonia deaths are caused by illicit vape cartridges, and some of them are from from uh, illicit or or tainted nicotine. Okay, and and they're, and they're black market products, and you're going to ban an industry that is helping addicts get their fix without the carcinogenic effects of cigarettes, right? What's going to yeah. happen to all of these people if there's millions and millions and millions of people that have got off cigarettes and are vaping now, and now there, you no longer have a, a business that Steven owns or a business that Jay owns where we're really concerned about our community and we're doing things the right way, What are those people going to do? They're going to go immediately to the same black market that's causing these deaths.
2: Oh, if people think it's bad now, they're going such the wrong direction. All right. Uh, Personally, I also own uh, three e-liquid companies that now are pretty much shut down because I only deal with flavors. However, I know how to make these things. Yeah. Right. I I, I know what I'm doing. We're in a lab. ISO seven food grade, all that stuff um, with the proper procedures, the proper ingredients, high quality, all of these wonderful regulations that the FDA has for us. You would not believe how easy this is going to be for people to try and replicate this in their house.
1: Yeah. In their home. They're going to be cooking up their own little their own little bathtub concoction.
2: And what if they go to Safeway? What if they they're like, oh, they said they use food extract. So what if I go get food flavoring, which is not the same thing as a food extract, by the way. But what yeah. if they, they go to a baking section, and they go get, you know, uh, cinnamon bun, you know, food flavoring, and they make vapes out of that? That is not safe. Yeah. We we don't use those ingredients, but they don't know. Um, what if they go get a lower grade? Uh, glycerin? What if they're not using glycerin? What if they start using oils like vitamin E acetate, which is the one chemical compound that has been linked to all of these horrible deaths because they think it's an oil and we don't use oils in our vaporizers. We use glycerins, which are the same thing using asthma inhalers and you know hospital air filtration systems. And what happens when all these people are making these products and you have no control over it. You know, it's going to get worse. It's going to get a lot worse. Instead of promoting a higher age verification, which is what we're going to be pushing, instead of promoting, you know, maybe a, even a nicotine uh, cap, because it is stated that most teens start on a high, high nicotine because of those closed loop systems. What if we cap that nicotine? What if we make it to where only adults? stores are allowed to sell these things what if we make higher third-party age restrictions online it's not like the vaping industry doesn't want regulation we've been trying to get these politicians to do sensible regulations for the last seven years like we went to them in the state of washington and asked to go 18 and over that was us yeah you know what i'm saying like we want to have strong regulation we want to not let kids vape. We want only smokers to vape. If you've never smoked, I don't want you in my store or to vape. I can't that is tell not you, what I'm in business I can't for. tell you what, and,
1: how many times, and this is the honest gut truth, how many times I've asked people if they're smokers, and when they say no, I say, don't even touch this. Why, why would you do this? So yes, we're talking about we would refuse customers to keep them off and away from nicotine.
2: Absolutely. We do it constantly. Um, At my store, I got a bad review one time um, because I refused to sell someone a liquid because their device was homemade and unsafe and I could see it. And I said, I'm sorry, I won't sell you liquid. And they said, why? I said, because your system is unsafe. It is unregulated and you are not using it properly. And I will not be held liable for that mistake. And I highly recommend you look at something that is safe for you. And they gave me a bad review. Because I wouldn't sell them something because I didn't think it was safe for
1: him, yeah yeah so so we've got a possible state angle that there's an incentive for the state to basically close down an entire industry and get people back on the cigarettes so that they can get their money for their bonds. we've got big huge tobacco that has a that has a hand in closed loop systems. It seems like a knee-jerk reaction. We've got a knee-jerk reaction to illnesses that aren't even directly tied to nicotine vapes that have been around for a decade without these deaths. Okay, Tell people how they can help, because there's a lot of people that are going to listen to this. Let's stop giving the complaining information. Give them the information how they can help you fight this in Washington state.
2: Fantastic, man. Uh, first and foremost, the number one way to always help is to get educated. Um, and so there are some phenomenal organizations that are educating people and fighting for your rights right now that you should support. Uh, the VTA is one of them. It's the Vapor Technology Association. The ABA is the American Vaping Association. Um, those two organizations are fighting hand over fist all across the country for us, and so and they have a lot of really good information that you can get at your fingertips at any time.
1: I will uh, I will look both of those up and uh, put links to those organizations in the show notes.
2: There is one more that I highly recommend, and this is for consumers. It's called Cassa C A S S A. Um, I always forget the exact acronym, but it's like Consumer Advocates for Smoke-Free Cessation, whatever. But they're all about consumers. And if you sign up for them, they actually email you every time there's a call to action on what you could do in your state to fight for your own rights. And so that's a really good one because they literally, like, I have, I'm on my text messages. As soon as something happens in Washington state, I get a text message from Casaw and, and they'll say things like board of health meeting on October 9th, um, you know, at the Seattle airport Marriott and, you know, show up and let them know. And then, you know, so that's a phenomenal organization to be a part of as all consumers. Um, And outside of that, what you can do is you can, you can show up to the board of health and you can actually speak your mind. You can be presence there. There's going to be media. There's going to be all kinds of things that we can get positive, truthful information out there. Um, You can also go into your. uh, Well, you can definitely come into my stores. I'm doing carpool rides for anyone that doesn't have a ride up there to get people up to the Board of Health, and we're, you know, and we're getting all that organized. And
1: that's that's Um, Hawaiian Vapor in uh, Vancouver, Washington. let, let, me, let me just interrupt you here and try to give the, the information a little more clearly. Uh, what, I, what I know behind the scenes is that Stephen has an organization, an organization of businesses and an organization of people that are going to fight this, this ban. And they're going to fight it with facts, logic and common sense they have people that are going to speak at this um, health board meeting on October 9th 9:15 a.m. at the Marriott at the airport in Seattle okay the address all of that is in the show notes. What they need is they need people there. They need people there just to yeah. stand there and stand behind the speakers that they will select, that they're, they're going to get up there and speak on behalf of all of us Vapor users, okay? So he's not looking for people that want to go up there and tell their story. Right? He needs people to be there. They need a show of force. They need numbers so that, what, with the speakers that Stephen and his organization select to go up there and speak directly to the Board of Health, when they speak, There are numbers backing the words that they're saying. That's what they need. So Hawaiian Vapor, you can get a hold of him if you're in southwest Washington, figure out the carpools. But October 9th, 9th, 9.15 a.m., you've got to be at the Marriott at the airport in the Washington ballroom, ready to stand there, be very polite, be very quiet, but make your presence known by making your presence known. Present.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that when you look at history, every great leader that has ever went up against the government and succeeded was because of powerful speakers with people backing them. And that's kind of what we're what, what we're trying to do. And, you know. I've even told a lot of my people, I'm not even going to vape when I'm there. I don't need to. I I, I don't need to vape. You know, when you do switch to vaping, it's not like when you're smoking cigarettes and you need it, you got to have it. You know, it's a lot smoother of a transition. And so I don't even need, I don't, I don't really want big clouds blown. That isn't what this is about. This is about fighting for all Americans rights, in my opinion. And if anything, educate the non-vaping friends and family that you have, you know, because You would not believe on how many people come in and they just automatically hear the false propaganda from the media and they think that we are the ones killing people. And, you know, there's plenty of education out there that we can educate these people and get more American voters to realize that this isn't even about vaping anymore. This is about American rights. And if they can take away vaping because of children, then, like I said, what's coming next? Your cars, your guns, your ability to speak. What's next?
1: They're trying to take something away from us that we as the people created to help ourselves out. Mm -hmm. They're doing it through misinformation and disinformation and ignorance. And it's possible that they've got motives behind the scenes that's all about money and power. So show up. Show up. If you're in southwest Washington, see Stephen at uh, Hawaiian Vapor. They're arranging carpools. If you're up here where I'm at in Olympia, Washington, drive up, 9.15 a.m. All the information is in the show notes. Stephen, thank you very much for educating us. The MSA is a very um, interesting—I didn't know about it. And I've been been in the tobacco industry, alternative pipe and tobacco industry, for 22 years. I did not know about that. Um, And I've got a video that Stephen suggested in the show notes as well. Thank you very much for for fighting, Stephen, and and good luck on the 9th.
2: Hey, man, I really appreciate you. I appreciate your podcast. And just a reminder, Prohibition's never worked in this country. It ain't going to work with this.
1: Nope. All right. Have a great day, Stephen. You too, brother.
0: Let's be friends. We're all on this cosmic spaceship together. Subscribe and share the conservative hippie podcast. Visit our sponsors, smokinjays.com. Everything for your and lifestyle. StonerHoroscopes.com. Adora Zen dishes cosmic vibes for the stoner at heart. KickFromTheSpot.com. Soccer is American.